Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. Now you can be restored. Now you don't have to live a life of toil and drudgery and agony and pain. Now you can be restored to the kingdom of God and everything you need, it will be at hand. Now that does not mean that we will not have struggles in this life. That does not mean that we will not have pain in this life. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Yeah, before we get started, Father, I thank you. I prophesy and declare unto this congregation boldness and great joy, peace and rest divine refreshing unto unto the lord from the lord divine refreshing from the lord i declare it in jesus name i speak good things over their lives i speak blessings over their lives i speak growth and prosperity i declare favor favor the favor of the lord upon them i declare it in jesus name favor 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 people would just like them and not even know why. Favor, favor, favor. I decree favor and open doors. Favor and open doors. New ideas to innovate and to create. New ideas to innovate and to create. Favor, favor, favor. The favor of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord. The blessing, I declare. Blessed. Blessed, blessed, blessed. I cover your people with your blessing. I cover them with your blessing. I declare the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. Blessing and peace, divine favor, grace, and rest in the name of Jesus. Woo! Glory to God. That is wonderful. Turn my mantras down just a little bit. Sometimes you need someone to speak over your life. You get a lot of people to talk about you. But when the Lord places someone in authority over your life, a spiritual authority over your life, you need to hear that blessing. You need to hear that blessing not only for you, but for your adversaries that constantly surround you wanting to come in and take over and destroy. They need to hear the word of blessing over your life. Because when blessings come forth, the cursing cannot remain. A blessing and a curse cannot be in the same place. So I say again, be blessed of God in the name of Jesus. Blessed in the city and blessed in the field. Blessed in your going out and blessed in your coming in. Blessed, blessed, blessed. I declare and decree the blessing of the Lord Jesus, the blessing of our Messiah, the blessing, the blessing of the Lord. Blessed, be blessed, be blessed in all that you do. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, I love you, Father. Thank you for that wonderful anointing. We receive it today in Jesus' name. 
We receive it today in Jesus' mighty name. Well, today, the Lord is moving us. He's shifting us uh, to, I'm not, I cannot put a number on this series, April. I cannot put a number on it. All I know, I'm supposed to speak about this today. That's all I know about. We're going to speak from the subject today of the kingdom. The kingdom. And we'll just continue on until the Lord says stop. We're going to start today in the book of Mark. Mark, the first chapter, Mark 1. And we're going to look at uh, just two verses, and we're going we're gonna to go further on through the Holy Scriptures as we understand and discover the kingdom of God. We're going to talk again from the subject today of the kingdom. Mark, the uh, first chapter, verse 14 and 15, says this. Now, after that, uh, after that, uh, John was put in prison. Jesus came into Galilee preaching the kingdom, rather preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Now, not only just in verse 14 here, it says after that, not only after John was put in prison, but this is also after Jesus went into the wilderness to be tempted of the enemy. And he came out in the power of the spirit. So when Jesus came out of the wilderness after defeating the enemy, he came out in the power of the spirit, brother James, came out in the power of the spirit. And the ministry of John now was over. He was put into prison. Now the ministry of the Messiah, the son of God, the savior of the world was now coming into, into effect. And Jesus comes out preaching one message preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Verse 15, and saying, the time is fulfilled. It's now. Say it's now. Amen. And saying the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Reach out like this. The kingdom of God is at hand. We're going to talk about the kingdom. It's at hand. It's not way off somewhere. It's within reach. It's, with that, it's right there within hand. Think about yourself uh, at some sort of restaurant and your, your glass of iced tea or your glass of water with lemon. All of that is right there within reach. Your plate should be at hand. Your fork and knife should be at hand. Everything is within your reach. You don't go to someone else's table and start eating their food. No, yours is right at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. And the first clue we have to receiving this kingdom is we have to repent and believe. Repent and believe. We're going to talk a lot about that. Let's go to John the, John the 18th chapter. Let me show you something else. John 18, verse 36. Jesus answered, uh, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. So this is a, a spiritual kingdom. It's a very spiritual kingdom. Now, one day it will become in full, it will come to full manifestation in the millennial reign of Christ and 
further on and forever. Praise the Lord. But right now in time, this is a very spiritual kingdom that we as citizens of the kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God, we can interact with. And what these words are saying, and you're going to see this further on, is that the resources, the government, the authority that's within the kingdom of God, God has granted unto every believer, every believer, everyone that believes in Jesus that has received him as Lord and Savior of their lives is now a citizen in the kingdom of God, a citizen of the kingdom of heaven qualified to receive of its rights and privileges. Now, we're going to also see this today as well, that in God's kingdom, you don't own anything. God, your king, actually owns you and all that you have. You don't own anything. You become a steward of what God puts in your hands. And truthfully, here in time, you have to understand that you don't own anything because after you die, what you think was yours is going to be given to somebody else. Should the Lord tarry, that's what's going to happen. That's what happened to us. Those that have passed on have left things to us. You don't get to take, and as you've heard this old saying before, you never see a U-Haul behind a hearse. You're going to leave everything here for the next person. So who really owns the thing? You know, everybody really are just stewards. You use it while you're here and you leave the remainder over to the next generation. Hopefully you leave them in a better place when a um, better place than you were when you began. But in the kingdom of God, we are not owners. We are owned. Jesus bought us with a price. And because we don't own it uh, as citizens, we have access to it. Now, here's a question. Would you rather someone give you, let's say you had a very wealthy parent. Would you rather them give you $100 million cash or simply access to everything that they have? Money runs out, right? I'd rather have access to everything. I can hop on the jet anytime I want to. I can go here, I can go there, I can use your cards, I can use, I, can, I can use every one of your bank accounts. I have access to everything. I have access to your name. Why would I want money that is finite, that will end when I have access to everything? Now, ownership really is a concept in our society today. We feel like we have to, uh, there's... In this world today, there is security and ownership. You say, I own my house. I own my car. Nobody can put me out. I have this. I have that. I have that. I have that. And that gives us a false sense of security. And that is not the way of the kingdom. The way of the kingdom is simply this. God gives you access to everything without price. And all of it is within your reach. He has placed it at hand. So let's talk a little bit further. Now, what is the kingdom? I'm going to give you just two, two basic definitions. One, the kingdom of God is the rule. You know, it is the rule and reign of God over everything. Kingdom is rule, reign, his sovereignty over all the universe, all created things, right? Second definition, and it brings it a little bit closer to home to us, 
The kingdom of God is a spiritual rule over our hearts and lives. God rules over us, over our hearts and lives. Uh, those who are willing, those who will willingly submit to his authority. So the kingdom of God is expanding really in two places. It expand, the, the universe itself is expanding right now. We know that. And also the kingdom of God expands as more and more people give their hearts and lives to Jesus. The kingdom of God's influence expands in the heart of man. Let me show you this in Romans, the 14th chapter, Romans 14, Romans 14, verse number 17. And it says this, for the kingdom of God is not what? Meat and drink, but what? Righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. You will learn and discover that many things that we have toiled and scraped and clawed at trying to get, your heavenly father, your king, the Lord Jesus Christ, actually freely gives it to you. You discover that there are two kingdoms in operation on this planet right now, the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. Under the kingdom of darkness, you will struggle. And under the kingdom of light, you will simply receive. You see these two kingdoms actually taking place in the book of Genesis. When Adam and Eve were in, first of all, they were under the Father's covering, under the Lord's covering, and they were there in the garden, covered by the Lord's presence in his glory, and they were in proper alignment with the king, with the Lord, with the sovereign, with the ruler of everything. And while they were in proper alignment with him, proper fellowship with him, they lacked for nothing. Their focus simply was doing what he wanted them to do, fulfilling their assignment, fulfilling their assignment, fulfilling the will of Father. Because in his will, we have peace, we have joy, we have purpose, we have direction. Everything we need is within the Father's will. But the moment they sinned, they then entered into under another kingdom. And under the other kingdom, the father told them what would happen. He said, the day you eat this, you're going to die. That is, you're going to uh, spiritually be cut off from me, spiritually cut off from me. And when they sinned, they entered again, they entered the other kingdom. And now the father said, this is what's going to happen with by the sweat of your brow. You're going to toil now. You're going to toil and you're going to labor. Eve, you're going to give pain or rather in birth, you're going to in birthing a child. You're going to have a lot of pain. There's going to be a lot of agony with you guys going and coming because now what was freely given to you under my rule and reign under the kingdom has now been taken away from you. You've now given it away and now you're serving under another kingdom. So until the time of Jesus Christ, the devil reigned supreme in this planet uh, among mankind. He was the king and everybody ruled under him. Everybody uh, rather uh, served under him. And remember when the Lord Jesus was being tempted in the wilderness, the devil offered him all the kingdoms of the world. He said, because I'm in control of all of it. And Jesus said, no, 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 I don't want that. 
He said, why would I submit under a lesser when he is God himself who owns everything? And so Jesus came to restore the kingdom. What was lost, what Adam and Eve lost in the garden. And now their days were full of toil. He came to restore. That's why he said the time is fulfilled, is at hand. Guess what, human race? The kingdom of God is here. Now you can be restored. Now you don't have to live a life of toil and drudgery and agony and pain. Now you can be restored to the kingdom of God and everything you need, it will be at hand. Now that does not mean that we will not have struggles in this life. It does not mean that we will not have pain in this life. Look to our example, the Lord Jesus Christ. It was very painful on the cross. And many Christians were martyred and thrown to the lions. Some were even burned alive. That was pain. But they remained in their assignment and their days were filled with joy. Their days were filled with laughter. Their days were filled with peace. They were all overcomers. You understand what I'm saying to you? So the father's not giving us a bed of roses and say, come over here and you're going to have better roses. Now understand, because you are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven now, but of the kingdom of God, but you are still in a corrupt world. You're still in a corrupt world. But what he gives us is power and authority and access to overcome the corruption that is here and live like Christ, live above, live and be victorious in this world system and live beyond it. Are you hearing? So he tells us there again in Romans, the 14th chapter, Romans 14, verse number 17, it says, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. And this context is talking about rules, what to do, what to eat, what not to eat, what this one, that. He said this is not rules. It's not about rules and regulations, but it's about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. We're going to get into all of this, the Lord willing. Let me show you here. How do you enter the kingdom of God? Very briefly, you know, know this already. Let's go to John, the third chapter. John, the third chapter, John 3 and 3. We're going to look at two verses here in John. John 3, 3 says, Jesus answered and said unto him, as Jesus talks to Nicodemus, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot what? He cannot see the kingdom of God. You must be born again. Remember, Adam and Eve lost it in the garden. To be born into this kingdom, the Lord's kingdom, Jesus' kingdom, you must be reborn. Now, why do people come from, why do they bring, uh, why do mothers, pregnant mothers, risk uh, coming from their country, risk the perils of trying to cross the border, going through all kind of danger to try to get their child born in the United States? Because at least as far as I know, when that child is born here, he becomes a citizen of this country. So Jesus said simply, in order for you to be a citizen of this country, of his kingdom, you must be born into it. He's not talking about a natural birth. He's talking about a spiritual birth. He says you must be born what? Again. 
So once we are born into his kingdom, reborn into his kingdom, we automatically become citizens of that kingdom and we, and we then are qualified to share in his inheritance. Everything you need is now at hand. Now at hand. That's why he said, repent and believe the gospel. Repent and believe because this kingdom, the king, Jesus is the king of the kingdom and the kingdom of God could not come fully until the king came. And so the king is now on the scene and he's now begins to tell everyone, all you guys got to do is repent. That is change your mind, turn from the world system, turn from your old thinking, turn from your old way of doing, turn to me, believe the gospel, believe what I'm saying, be born of God, be born again by receiving me. And you'll be born into this kingdom. And everything that you've struggled for will be freely given unto you. And this gives us access again, not to struggle with worries, but to have our focus, just like Adam and Eve did in the beginning. Their focus was on doing the Father's will. And everything that they needed was simply added to them. Does that make sense? Jesus said you can't unless you're born again. He said except a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Then down in verse number five, the Lord continues to tell Nicodemus, John 3, 5, the Lord says here, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man is born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So through the born again experience, by believing in the king of the kingdom, by believing in Jesus, receiving him as your Lord and Savior, repenting of our ways, our sins, and receiving him, believing on him, we become born of God, born again, born into this kingdom. Now, our parents may have been from another kingdom, speaking naturally. Maybe they were from you know, Mexico or whatever, but once you came over, crossed the border, the baby is born into this country, into this kingdom. Now, this baby is afforded all the privileges of being a citizen of the United States of America. You got this? All right. So you're not, when you're born into the kingdom of God, this is not just through paper. Well, you pass a test like here in the United States and, you know, and we'll think about letting you in. No, once you are born of God, you become forever a citizen of the kingdom of God, qualified, qualified as a citizen to partake of everything that the kingdom has. Now, as long as you are in right standing with that kingdom, there is nothing that you cannot have. Nothing that you cannot be, nothing that you cannot come become and we're going to talk about that as we go on and that even uh, even look at that naturally as long as you're in right standing with the government you haven't talking about naturally you haven't broken any laws and this and that and the other you haven't been out robbing and this and that this and that when you do all of that when you break all those laws when you do that you really disqualify yourself from receiving everything that is supposed to be yours. You got me? Let's go to John, or rather um, Matthew, Matthew 6. We're going to really conclude in this. Won't really get to all of this today. But I, I want to show you 
the differences between these two kingdoms and and you have to decide which kingdom you're going to serve under. And that's just not a quick thing. It's, it's going to have to be a time of repentance. Repentance and believing as the Spirit of God shows you what kingdom you've been operating in. Look at this. And Matthew 6, this is... The, Matthew, the sixth chapter, really speaks a lot about the kingdom of God. Of course, the Lord Jesus speaking here. He's teaching. He's the king of the kingdom, so he should know how his kingdom operates. So if you want to learn about the kingdom of God, just sit at the feet of Jesus. Let him explain it to you. So we, we will eventually, um, I believe, get into all of Matthew, the sixth chapter, we're, but we're gonna, just going to start on a little bit of it today. And I want to show you the very heart of this, the very heart of this, Starts here in verse 24. It says this, Matthew 6, 24, the Lord says here, No man can serve, what? Two masters. For either he will hate the one, note that, he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot or ye cannot serve God and mammon. All right, let's break this down. These are very familiar verses. One thing I want you to see here is that look at verse 24 again. It says, <clears throat> you, no man, now meaning this is impossible. It cannot be done. This is Jesus is saying, here is an impossibility. This cannot be done. That is, people try this, but the Lord said, it cannot be done. He said, no man, no woman, no boy or girl can serve. The word serve means to, to be a slave. It means to, uh, to serve. It means to obey. It means to submit. That is, fully submit. You cannot submit. You cannot obey to two masters. Be obedient to two masters. You cannot do that. Now, the word master means simply Lord. It means ruler, owner, one who controls another's life. It means sovereign. It means prince, some sort of chief. And dare I say it means also a king, one that's in the simply authority over your life. You cannot serve. You cannot be submitted to two kings. You cannot be submitted to two masters, to two rulers, to two lords. You cannot fully give your life, give yourself to either of those, at the, to either of those or both of those at the same time. So what's happening here, what's, the Lord's talking about really a Y effect. If you look at the, um, the word, or rather the letter Y, the top of it, it goes off and to two sides, Right? The kingdom of God would be to the right. The other kingdom is to the left. You cannot be fully present in both of those at the same time. You cannot go fully right and fully left at the exact same time. You'll have to pick which one you're going to do. So that's why the Lord said you cannot serve. You cannot be submitted. You cannot be devoted. You cannot give your life to two kings. At the same time, it's either you're going to love one and hate the other or else you're going to despise one and hold to the other. 
it cannot be done. So this is the Lord says here, and this is really the whole, really the, the really the crux of the matter here. I mean, this is just wonderful. He brings us here because after this point, he's going to begin to tell us some more things. And this really brings it in focus. And we're going to start back here, I believe, on next week as we really look at that. Now, I want you to see um, verse 25. Look at verse 25. The Lord says, therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What shall you eat or what shall you drink? Nor yet for your for your body. What you shall put on is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment. So what is he saying here? He's telling us again, if you see that picture of Adam, Adam and Eve once again, how after the fall, it was toiling and struggle, toiling and struggle, toiling and struggling because they were laboring under another kingdom. Now, again, mammon is the god of this world system, money, uh, this financial system ruled and controlled over by Satan. It's a struggling system. It's a dog eat dog system. It's a rat race system. If you want to get ahead and you got to struggle and you got to claw your way up to the top, do whatever you do to get there, whatever you have to do to get there, mammon. If you want it, you got to get it done. He said, you cannot serve the kingdom of God and mammon at the same time. You cannot force your way at the same time. And at the same time, you can't just be given what you need. You'll have to decide which kingdom you're going to serve under. He said, you cannot serve both. You cannot serve. You cannot fully submit to God, and you cannot fully submit to mammon. Now, again, for us United States, that's a very difficult thing to do because we've always been taught that if you want it, you got to go after it. You got to force your way through. You've got to push your way through. You've got to get it. And if you don't do it, it won't be given unto you. That's what we've been taught. That's what we've learned in this country. That's what we've learned under this system. But now that we're born of God, we're born again. Now the Lord says, hey, you love me. I know you do. I've washed you. I've cleansed you. I know you're born again. I, I know you're my child. But you're still laboring under the old system. And because you're laboring under the old system, things that I would freely give to you, you're struggling for. You're struggling with. Are you hearing? So what we'll, what we'll find is that the Lord is trying to, or is, through this anointing that he's releasing now, I believe the Lord's desire is for us to release those struggles to him and begin to freely receive. Sometimes it's, Harder to receive than it is to struggle and fight through. Because the battle of receiving, you're going to have to deal with, first of all, yourself. With feelings of unworthiness. What have I done to get this? 
because you're going to want to qualify. I haven't done enough for this. How is God hearing me? And this and that and the other. You're, you're trying your best to qualify. It, it doesn't compute. What you mean I can have this? I haven't worked for this. I haven't prayed enough. I haven't fasted enough. What, what, what do you mean you're going to give me everything? I don't understand. I don't understand. What do you mean I, I just have to wait on your presence? Just, just focus my entire life on doing what you want and you give me everything else? That doesn't sound right to me. That doesn't sound right to me. So the struggle will begin. The struggle would be in repenting, changing mind and believing that father really does want to give you peace and bless you with all things. First of all, that would be a, an emotional and mental struggle. As you fight the battle from within, as the devil tries to point at you, God, yeah, God said that, but he didn't mean that for you. Don't you know what you did? Don't you know we know what you did? We, I heard that thought that you just had the enemy struggles with you and fights with you. But at the same time, Jesus says you are now a citizen of another country. You don't have to struggle like you did in that old place, in that, in that old life. Now everything you need is with at hand, is at hand, is within your reach. But the thing is, we cannot serve both. I cannot have the mentality of the old kingdom. That won't work within the new kingdom. Jesus even said to the greatest blessing that we can ever have is that of being born of God, being born again. And he said, no man is going to boast that I did this and I'm in heaven because I am so good. Salvation is freely given. You won't be able to boast about it. That you did so many wonderful works and that's why God likes you. It is freely given. So if salvation is freely given, wouldn't every other blessing to you be freely given? Scripture says, he who spared not his own son but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not also with him freely give us all things? So the Father wants to freely release these things to you freely release just like he freely release salvation to you freely release it but we're still laboring under this old i got to get it i got to I, I'm, I'm really going to have to pray this week if i want this blessing i'm really going to have to convince god of it so i'm really going to do this and i'm really going to do that and i'm going to really put my time in i'm going to really i got to get this new job so i'm really going to have to backbite and claw and i may have to lie a little bit but i'll get it i'm going to get it and the bible says that god resists the proud but he gives grace to the humble if you're going to do that, you're a citizen of the kingdom of God now. You're born again now, and you want to operate under those old rules and that old system. You can do that, but the blessing of the Lord will not be present. He blesses the humble. Blesses the humble. So under the old system, you had to take care of yourself. And get as much help as you can. 
You got to do it yourself. A lot of that is under you. You and it and the fingers point right back to you. It points to you. If you don't do it, if you are not there, but under the kingdom of God, the responsibility is not you. The responsibility is on the king. And all he wants you to do is to be filled with the knowledge of his word, be filled with the knowledge of his kingdom and how his kingdom operates. and Live righteously. Focus on him. And he will add everything else unto you. It's time to stop struggling, to cease from our labors and enter into the kingdom of rest. Father, we thank you today in Jesus' name for your word that you've given unto us. And Lord, I, I pray that your spirit makes your word even come alive to your people. And you fill their hearts with the knowledge of your will. And Lord, I pray that you give them the confirmation, confirmation of your spirit that this is what you are saying in this hour. That everything that they need, they no longer have to struggle and toil for. They simply have to receive. As they seek your kingdom and your righteousness, you will add everything. Everything that they need will be added unto them without toil without clawing, no longer under the old system, but under the kingdom of God, the kingdom of light. Bless your people, Father, I pray. Continue to speak with them, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.